And welcome in to another new episode of Tribal Council Chat. We are your hosts. My name is Bruce Heller. And my name is Bruce And let's dive in. So before we dive into this Survivor episode, as you guys have heard on the podcast, Brett and I are both big hockey fans and our favorite teams played each other last night and my Blues won, so go Blues, but you your Senators put up a good game. It was in a good Yeah, it was a good game. This one, uh, congrats on the winner. We don't play each other very often. So, no. So, diving into the episode, who was your player of the week this week? Uh, my player of the week has got Jenkins case. Yeah, mine was Jake. So, light switch fell out. The um, but I mean, Jake finding that idol and not knowing that he didn't need to play it, watching Drew get blindsided, yeah, sets him up that I know I talked about it before when I was counting the weeks for how long could Austin do it, how long could Bruce do it. Who knew that Jake would be the player holding the idol that gets him the fire making? Yeah. And the Drew plan kind of started at Jake also. So he found an idol and kind of it was his plan that worked and sent someone home. So, yeah. So let's dive into it. The first scene, of course, is the post-tribal scene. And what do you have on that one? Um, This is interesting. Excellent work by D really to run this. Um, interesting to see Julie really demonstrate that the whole tribe wanted her out, even though we know at least one of them did not her closest ally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really well played on both of the parts, and I know we'll talk about this in the end of the week, early next week, but I would say both playing a great game as a duo that could see who of them in contention to win. Yeah, and one thing I had was Austin made a comment saying that the previous tribal had been a disaster. And I'm like, it that happened because you couldn't stay quiet about the plan. You went and told your target's main ally that, of course, it's going to save her. So I don't know what Austin yeah. thought was going to happen, but... The disaster part is kind of on you. That it is. And the other thing we see is Austin's amulet that is an idol, of course, because the other two people are gone, expires this episode. So we know we're going to see him play it for someone at the end of this episode. And then... Just another after, after um we last week by Julie we see a new one begin. Yeah, and also just Dee pretending to think she's in trouble so people wouldn't know that she's the one that told Julie is great. Yes, she is. 
it, Drew makes a comment on how bad of actors everyone are, and my mind goes to, oh, he saw right through D. But no, it's we couldn't keep the blind side away from Drew. Drew has no idea that D is who told Julie. Yeah. So, good for her. I do have a question written down, and I guess this was answered by the result of the episode, but did Drew hurt himself by attempting that shot at Julie? Because it obviously didn't work. So, Yeah, if, I, if you're going to target anyone in your own alliance, it better work. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, he had, so the he had the number. At this point, D and, and Julia are the duo. But this Reba 4 is every single time somebody brings up oh, Reba 4 to the end, you can tell the audience laughing about it, but the contestants are laughing about it. Yeah. I'm surprised we've seen Reba taking these shots at each other both last episode and this episode just because like the entire post-merge has been a bit of a pagonging so far with Reba just taking out the people that aren't their own so seeing them kind of break down right before the finish line is surprising but I had this written down somewhere else in my notes but since you mentioned Julie and Dee being such a duo the thought comes to my mind this episode. We hear Dee call both Julie her number one and call Austin her number one. So like, if you had to guess, who's the actual number one? Like if push came to shove and she had to choose between them. So you just... Do what? You just kind of for a second, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so this episode we see D call Julie her number one and call Austin her number one both at different times. Who yeah. who's the actual number one? Like if push comes to shove and for some reason she had to choose between them. I'm inclined to think Julie. I like they've too. been they've yeah. been together the whole game. D gave Julie information about a blind side. Just my take. We'll see what's real and what's not. I honestly think this whole... And I didn't get a chance, unfortunately, to talk with you about it last week because I was away, but thanks so much for, to Kyle for filling in. But this whole new D.N. Austin story, I almost think is auditioning for the challenge. Oh, that's interesting. Me, yeah, me and Kyle had a conversation about that and the whole Robin Amber flashback scenes that we got, which... Yeah. I love the nostalgia, but it's the first time you're showing it to us. Can we not pull the Robin Amber flashbacks out yet? True, which is exactly where I'm coming from, and that they wanted to push this story at the end of the game for production and possibly other productions out there to help them make a career of this. That's just my mm. theory, but... <laughs> well, what's interesting, too, about this... And either you or me probably sent this to each other, just texting. But D was doing one of those things on her Instagram story within the past couple weeks, like before last week's episode, 
like send questions and one of the questions was would you ever date austin and her answer was i can't answer that so i'm curious to see if this has spilled beyond the game like in a alec Kara matthew franny sort of way well i won't put alec and Kara in that conversation because i just started rewatching that season but from what i remember they weren't a thing during this season or on camera so maybe i'm wrong but i think that kind of happened afterwards or maybe yeah. on rosa exactly but franny and matt last season were definitely a thing and to my knowledge, oh, yeah, they yeah. are. So, oh, they are. They were both at OHAP together in New Orleans last week. Love that. Me and Kyle couldn't. You, I think you listened to the episode. Me and Kyle couldn't remember if they still were or not. So, I love hearing that they are good for them. The next season scene we see is kind of a wild one because when it started, I would. Like briefly had flashbacks to like an iconic Kageon scene when like Katura gets up early in the morning to go look for an idol. And the reason I got Kageon flashbacks is when Dee and Austin see she's gone and they also get up. It reminded me of the scene from Kageon where Wu just takes an idol clue out of Spencer's clothing pile. And then the entire camp is in pandemonium for, like, ever. And Wu has a great confessional about sprinting through the woods like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the pandemonium I was expecting from here. It didn't near get yeah. to that level, but... No. I mean, it's hard to get to Wu levels. He's amazing at that sort of confessional, but... <laughs> that, that whole scene was just chaos, and they end up sending Cass to babysit babysit Spencer, who finds the idol right in front of her anyway, and she just doesn't know about it. That's such a great idol. This was a good idol hunt, too, even though no one found oh, it. Gosh. But, like, yeah. I don't know where Katura is coming from. A, she doesn't know how safe she is, but her own reasoning isn't even herself. It's, I don't want Julie to find this. And then Katura makes a great point, too, and I know I've said it about her a couple of weeks ago, and that right before I went away, and that's that she said finding an idol is great at Final Travel Council. Yeah. And I've, I know long on this podcast predicted that I think Katura is that new era zero vote finalist in this season. Yeah. So maybe he could have found an idol and done something big with it she might have been able to turn her game around. Yeah. So we'll see. So she they notice she's gone. Austin and Dee find her, find her idol hunting. And I feel like she handles it okay. Like, it doesn't blow her up the way it usually does when people get caught idol hunting. I mean, so. at this point of the game, when an idol is just played, you can bet that we're seeing her idol hunting and them catch her. But that's probably television. I can almost guarantee that everybody is idol hunting. Yeah, true. Well, someone was asleep. I forget who that was, but someone was still asleep while this was going on. Yeah. So our next scene is an interesting one, and it's on the beach. We see Julie and Drew just kind of talking about how to rebuild trust with each other. But also in confessionals, they're both saying... 
they don't see a way to move forward with the other person. So it, yeah, this conversation isn't go actually going to go anywhere. It's them both kind of being performative to try to make the other person feel secure. So exactly. Which makes sense. But, and there's another conversation with Drew we'll get to later where he kind of throws a fit, but Next, so Julie comes back from that scene with Drew and says, Dee, can I have a minute of your time? And Julie and Dee go off in the woods. And see, this is where I wrote down that Dee had called Julie and Austin both her number ones. And right yeah. here is where the two of them identified Drew as a target and put him on their radar. Yeah. So I guess they kind of mentioned it first. I said it was Jake's plan because like he's the one that kind of was talking to Julie about it before Tribal and started that conversation. But I guess technically they they said it first. Yeah, absolutely. I'll still. It give was going all over the place because Drew, to his credit, and we'll talk about the end game after. But he has played such a great game at this point. Yeah. That. Of course, he's going to be a target. I mean, of course, everybody here is going to be a target. But if I'm looking at, let's put me as an outsider. If I'm looking at who I don't want to sit next to, Austin, D, Drew are probably the names that come to mind. Yeah, but Julie's the target everyone wants out for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's not a knock on Julie. I just don't get why she's so, like, public enemy number one. She has to go yeah. D and exactly. Drew have both played better games, and maybe Austin has too. I would agree. I also, of course, I also didn't get why everyone wanted Bruce out. I figure he'd be a good goat to sit next to at the end, but I would also have agreed with that. <laughs> so we get to the reward challenge. Oh, so maybe this jury is going to be very different than some other new era juries that we've seen, just with the personalities on it. This well, jury has final. been on it with the jury reactions, man. It's been so much fun. Like, yes. the, the way Aubrey was with her jury reactions on Edge of Extinction, it's like an entire jury of that. Yeah. It's amazing. Because Kelly and Caleb are both bringing it every week. There's been a couple moments where Bruce's reactions are funny. Like, hey, it's Kendra. awesome. So we get to the reward challenge, and before we get to the challenge itself, because it's a new challenge we haven't seen before, the reward is a picnic at a sand spit, and you get there by helicopter. And I'm, I'm ex yeah. it's finally a, a reward that's not at the sanctuary. Like, we're yeah. finally diversifying that a little bit. I, I love this, too, because we all know, like, the significance of the sand spit in modern survival, like... This isn't just going to the ocean. This is going to have a picnic at the location of the champagne toast in Winners at War. Yeah, true. That thought didn't even occur to me. And, like, I don't really have anything against the sanctuary. I'm just kind of like, we're doing all our rewards at the same place now. Like, I'm kind of over it right now. But So this was fun. It, the helicopter ride had kind of an old school feel to it. The helicopter ride itself was funny because of Katura, but we'll get to that. But 
what did you think of the challenge itself? Because I thought this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, overall, it was interesting to see who ended up going on the award, but... Yeah, it was. I really like this challenge. I really always need to see them put in new stuff, something we don't see as often anymore, mm -hmm. so... Honestly, watching them, like, on top of those barrels moving forward by grabbing – my thought was I don't know if I'd be good at this or not, but, man, I want to try that. That looks like fun. Yeah. And then – It would have been so much fun, but I also think it's, like, it might be difficult, but yeah. it also might be something that a random player who maybe isn't a, quote, like, challenge beast could just excel at. Well, and the fun aspect is illustrated by Julie, who was not near the lead of that part of the challenge. Yeah. She, she, she's like, oh, this is fun. Like, as she's trying to get across on the barrel. I probably would have fallen off the barrel at least once, but that part of the challenge looks like so much fun. Yeah. I'm sure everybody fell at some point, and it was just for airtime that we didn't see it. True. So... Austin wins the reward. And see, what's interesting is, like, it seems like he and D have been downplaying this new romance. Yeah. Yet he immediately picks her first for the reward, like, no hesitation. And so, if people didn't realize it then, they'll probably start thinking about it then. And after them, like, basically holding hands on the helicopter we know katura she's probably going to come back and share that and use that information against one of them if she if she needs to so the idea of their like showmance romance not being known i feel like isn't going to last much longer but you know good for the two of them i hope it works out this is not going to stay hidden much longer no. and then that being said i mean there's not much of this game left either. Yeah. So Austin gets to pick a second person, and he picks Katura, but before he does that, Jeff asks for his reasoning. And he kind of makes an interesting move. He says he doesn't want to send people back to camp that are going to work together and conspire against him for not picking them. So yeah. he brings Katura with Smart. him so that he can send Julie, Jake, and... Drew back to camp, who have kind of been arguing with each other all season. So, was very smart of Austin to do so. Yeah, and it worked out. No one really targeted him at all. And, you know, even in a week that he didn't, what would have been vulnerable if it wasn't for that amulet that they didn't know about. Yeah, and the scene back at camp while the reward is going on, and you said this when we were texting last night. Drew just gives off really strong Rodney vibes from Worlds Apart that he's just, honestly, he's throwing it fit, kind of like a child because he didn't get picked on rewards. And even Jake's yeah. like, hey, we're still on Survivor. This is still pretty cool. And Drew's yeah. response is, I've had to scrape the rice pot so many times and just throws the rice pot across camp. Like, yeah, serious. It was great. Does he not know how many people want to be in that position? Yeah, I, I get it. He's frustrated. 
it's good TV. I'm just kind of overdrew at that moment. I'm like, come on. Yeah. But also back at camp, we see Jake and Julie idol hunting. And the way they describe this to Drew is, oh, we're looking for peppers. And we have this confessional of Jake just saying all the places they're looking for peppers, where it's places they obviously wouldn't be, so he means an idol. He's like, oh, we're looking for peppers under this rock. And I just was laughing. Not as much as I laughed yeah. last week at the scene in the ocean where the it's so awkward, they're just reading their, their buffs to each other. But I laughed a lot at this scene. And you yeah, were two last week. How great was that awkward scene, by the way? Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. But yeah, so yeah. I, I love Jake. Like, he survived being the target a bunch of times, and he's just funny. Like, and now Jake has an idol that will get him the fire making. And if he can win that, I think Jake could seriously win this game. It depends on who he's next to. Yeah. Because if Julie or Austin are both there, one one of them wins against Jake. I don't know. Austin's a maybe. D beats anyone at Final Tribal. I'm convinced of that. Julie, everyone seems to see as a threat. I think it's kind of overblown. I don't really know what all the hype is about, but... Yeah. So, moving on from the scene at camp to the actual reward. And this confessional D has about her and Austin during the reward is just really cute to me. I like this. Or like... I don't know if you've seen The Office or not, but the scene where, like, but you haven't? Not much. Okay, so, like, the big on-again, off-again thing is Jim and Pam and whether they will or not. And the first time, like, he asks her out on a date, she's like, because it, it's like this fake documentary thing. She's giving, like, a confessional in her interview, and he pops in and asks if she's free for dinner that night. And then she just kind of smiles and goes, what was the question? Just out of happiness and forgetting the question. And that's what this confessional with D made me think of. So I have really enjoyed seeing her. The reward is really cool. Yeah. Katura just, just being the side note. Field. Just a side note, because you mentioned The Office. If anybody wants a quick laugh, especially a survivor audience, Go on Google or on YouTube and just put Survivor at the Office and wait till you see like all that show describe every Survivor season up to 40. It's really funny. I will have to find that after we get off of here. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. I thought well, you would have seen it. <laughs> so yeah, D and Austin having great time at this can at this reward. Katara on the helicopter ride, realizing the showman's in real time, being like, oh, I'm a third wheel. Oh, well, those two can stay like that. I'm I'm more focused on the game. It was a great scene. It's very on brand for her. So It was. The thing is, like, she can say that even if she makes it to the end, I don't feel like she has a strong chance of winning, unfortunately. Yeah. But 
And I haven't always been a huge fan of her. I haven't like disliked her. I just haven't been a huge fan of her throughout yeah. the season. But la- the la- the last three or four episodes, I'm coming around. We got to hear her backstory last week, which was just yeah. awesome. Me and Kyle talked about that. It was. I I like Katura a lot. Like the character, she. Her game has been 90% tunnel vision on one person. I don't think she has much of a chance to win, unfortunately. But, yeah, this reward was really fun. Once Bruce went home, she's been a totally new character. That if she played a more dynamic game like that the whole way through, could have been a much stronger competitor in this game. Yeah, if it hadn't hadn't been so much tunnel vision, who knows what could have happened. But... And so we're back at camp. Jake finds an idol clue. And this idol clue is funny because I I don't watch the episodes live. I watch them at like 1230 in the morning when they hit Paramount Plus. And I had got on Twitter one time just forgetting. And the one tweet I saw was from Victoria Beaumont of season 38 edge of extinction saying like why is it a why is underwear a big deal like half the time we're out there we're in our underwear because we don't get swimsuits and i'm so confused when i first see that so i'm watching this a few hours later because like i've done a better job of normal than staying off of twitter wednesday night and so this scene with jake i'm like oh that's where the underwear tweet came from okay like, I love Victoria, but like I do kind of think this was smart from Jake to just do the search and because his reason for going was I'm gonna go get changed. So like having his clothes yeah. off in a pile somewhere else is smart. Yeah. And Jake, Jake finds a clue, and just kind of a side note because this is where my mind goes. Is it just my? I know have a lot of survivor facts and random tidbits in my head. The idol clue saying you had to be stealthy. My mind goes to what we saw in 39 and in 40 of like pre-merge idol having to go get it from the other tribes camp overnight while they're sleeping. That's what, interesting. Just stealthy made me think of that. Just the word alone. And I really wish they would bring that back. I loved that. Especially the Tony version of it where he's just being insane and wanting to put at like, so? Yeah, and just wanting her to put ash on her face as camouflage out of the fire. Like it was exciting on thirty nine too when I think oh, what's his name? Vince did it, I believe. So that has nothing to do with this situation, but the word stealthy made me think of that, and I wish they would bring that version of the idol back where they have to go to the other tribe's camp. But the idol is not at another camp. It is inside the raft, and Jake finds it, so good for him. Yeah, good for him. I know I've alluded to it many times, but I mean, Jake is at this point just based on that in the best position of anybody to get to final three. Yeah. And so speaking of, because I was going to say D wins immunity. 
between the immunities and the strong gameplay. Kyle made a comparison last week between D and Kim Spradlin, and I wanted to see what you thought about that. It's interesting. Um, I never thought of it, but now that I think of it more since he said that, I mean, I can see it. I can see it a little bit. The only thing is that I'll make it a bit different, and this just comes to mind right away, is Diaz playing against a much stronger cast than Kim did. Yeah, and I had someone text me after that episode, a friend I usually talk Survivor with, and that like they liked the episode that they didn't necessarily agree with that comparison. I don't love the comparison or hate it, but... I think Kim probably won more immunities, but yeah. like you said, this is a stronger cast than One World had. So, like, D playing her game, like, Kim was running circles around everyone. She was the only one that ever had a chance. Here we had Drew. People think yeah. Julie's the threat. And maybe yeah. for that reason, she is. If people think she's scary, she can get to the end and say, I survived Absolutely. the target. So it looks closer than Kim's season, but if Kim was playing against this cast, then who knows? But the timer just went off. So keeping it moving into the immunity challenge, D wins immunity again. And I've been saying this for half of the post-merge, but she is just such a good game, head and shoulders above anyone at this point. And I want to see her win. If a, because I picked her on our preseason stuff, and B, I just want to have a dominant win like that. We we haven't had that since the new era. To me, it would be in yeah. – I don't know if I'd put it in the Rob 22 conversation, but it would be in the conversation with Kim, with Natalie in 29. It'd be a top yeah. five winning game of all time, possibly. And I, I'm rooting for that to happen. Um. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see – Will it happen, especially in this new game? She still has to survive one more vote, maybe win immunity or manage to get herself through. But if she doesn't win immunity, she's in that tricky position at five, like we saw with Ricard. Yeah. Um, if it goes to four and she doesn't win immunity, then she's in that position with Jesse that she has to make fire. But at the same time, if she can get through those, then, I mean, give her every vote. See, I don't necessarily think five is a huge worry, though, if she doesn't win immunity. Because nobody at all, A, just people haven't pegged her as a threat or even mentioned wanting to target her other than Kendra, who immediately went home. Ironically, yeah. like Kim in 40, since we were talking about Kim. But even if Katura or Jake wanted to go after D, D's got Austin and Julie that are like this with her. Neither one of those two are turning on her. So I think she's fine if she doesn't win at five. Four is what worries me because of fire. So four is where I, if I'm D, I feel like I need immunity at four way more than five because five doesn't seem like a huge. You've got Austin and Julie. That's three out of five. You're good. Yeah. And so we see the post- Post-challenge, pre-tribal scrambling, as I mentioned earlier, 
in a conversation with Julie, Jake brings up the idea of Drew. Julie and D are in on it. And so they get Katura. And yep. do you have any notes from Tribal specifically? Like, I didn't. Like, the Tribal talk felt kind of generic to me this time. Um, yeah, it was pretty generic. The one thing that I had a comment, and it's not related to Drew's exit at all, but great gameplay, Austin really explaining what the amulet was in front of the jury. That was yeah. so smart not to just be like, here, Jeff, I found an idol, but to be able to demonstrate, like, Kelly is over there because this has more power. Yeah. And so Drew goes home. The interesting thing to me is, and I totally get it, is that Austin is left out of this. Yeah. And, to, like, the note I have is, because D left Austin out, I feel like she probably wouldn't wouldn't have held it against him had he not ran and blabbed to her about the Julie vote. Because right. she turned around and basically did the same thing to him next round. And we'll see how he... I guess I, I don't see him holding it against her. I feel like the two of them are going to be fine. Maybe I'm wrong, but... And this also... See, I don't know, because Austin and Drew have been like this since day one. But does, does her leaving him out of this kind of answer my who is D's actual number one question? Because Julie knew about this vote and Austin didn't. Yeah. But Just thinking of that. Julie's her number one in the game. Maybe Austin's number one in like life right now. Maybe they're together. Who knows? So well, hopefully it all worked out. Jeff, before we get into a line blindside first boot, Jeff mentioned, like, at the end of Tribal, oh, you're going back to a different camp to build a new shelter and start over. Why? Yeah. What's the purpose of this? I don't know. But they do it every new season, so... Yeah, and I... I don't know about Winners of War. They at least did it on Island of the Idols, because the camp went to go live on Island of the Idols at the shelter Robin Amber had... Not Robin Amber, Robin Sandra Robin had built. Wow. That's a thing I just did. Oh, well. But, like, what is the purpose of making them start over with a – have to build a whole new yeah. sheltering camp with this many days? And it's already nighttime. So, like, they're going to be up late building a shelter or sleeping on the ground without it for an – I don't know. I just feel like this is kind I'd of – I'd probably weird. just sleep on the ground for the rest of the game. Yeah, they might. But – yeah, I don't get it. So, a line blindside first boot. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll go. Um, based on this episode, my theme this week is players who were pissed off while playing Survivor. Oh, nice. We have <laughs> so different your options are Drew, Rodney from Worlds Apart, and Shauna from Amazon. Oh, gosh. Sean is an interesting one. I forgot about that. I'll probably first boot Rodney. Because he was kind of like that all season. This is the first time we saw Drew really get petulant like this. Yeah. I think I'm, I probably have a better chance to get to the end with Drew. So I'll align with him and Bloodside Shauna. I just I have to make... 
I think he's probably a better player. I just have to make sure that A, he's not like potting against me, and B, my resume can stand up against his at the end. But yeah. So your names are in honor of Austin this week. Three people that were left out of the vote as they watched their ally get blindsided. Interesting. Which is a very niche category, but for some reason, three names came to me really quickly. So I like it. I have, of course, Amanda Kimmel getting left out of the Aussie blindside in 16, watching yeah. her own showmance go home that I think lasted a little bit beyond the show, but by the time the reunion came, it was over. Yeah. We have Lauren O'Connell watching Kelly Wentworth go home in 38. And Austin Lee Kuhn watching Drew go home on this episode of Survivor 45. Nice. I am going to ally with Lauren. Um, I think she'd be kind of in that middle of a player that's new enough that people might not recognize the same way as they would say see a threat like Amanda. Yeah. Um, there, and also, who knows, she might give you her idol when you come back from the edge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to blindside Amanda in this case. Who It would be interesting to see her on the complete other end. And then that leaves me to first boot Austin, mostly just because I don't know what his endgame is going to look like. Yeah. He could turn out to be a player you could beat, but he could be about to give us one of the most memorable finals ever, and I haven't got a chance to see it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Mine would be first boot Austin, just because I like the other... Like, Amanda's one of my favorite players ever, and Lauren's my favorite one-time player, probably. And I don't line with Amanda, just the chance to get to play with my fav- one of my favorite players and go to the end. And either I win or she finally wins, so that's positive for me either way, which would leave blindsiding Lauren. It's the only option left. Well, great episode. Um, Next week, we're going to have two episodes, a finale preview on Tuesday and a finale recap after the season ends on our normal Monday. Yeah, so speaking of, this episode is dropping on a Saturday. So, yeah. and for one episode a week, Saturday is going to be our new day going forward. And then, like, next week we have a finale preview and a recap. On two episode weeks, we'll drop one on a Monday. But expect to hear from us on Saturdays going forward. Yeah, exactly. So, episode, see you guys after. Grab your torches and head back to camp. Bye, guys. Have a great week.